As a New Englander, I know that if I don't like the weather, I just have to wait a minute. And it's the same thing with web frameworks. If you don't like it, just wait a minute because there's going to be a new one. So today on Cloud Dev Clarity, we're going to be talking about web frameworks, all the different ones that are out there, what we like, what we don't like, and certainly have a little bit of a debate on what we think is the way that you make a decision on which web framework you use. So join us. Hey, I'm Andrew. If you're new here, make sure you subscribe so you can see future episodes of the Cloud Dev Clarity. Hi, Julie. Hi. How are you, Andrew? <laughs> I'm doing good. We are. I know it sounded a little awkward to get started, but we're doing a, a different kind of a recording setup today. Uh, and so it's a little bit different for our setup and also doing our recording for the live studio audience um, to seeing how that turns out. So um, every new time is a new experience. <laughs> We'll get used it, to it eventually. We're getting, yeah, we're getting used to it. Trying to find the best, the best scenario here. So it's uh, cool. I don't know. If someone wonders what we're, how we're actually doing this. Maybe we can share that in the future. But that's not what we're doing today. What are we talking about today, Julie? Today we're talking about web frameworks, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. I even did a little research just to make sure I had some, uh, some more background information about some of the things I'd been thinking about. So yeah, this should be a good, a really good topic. Um, anyway, I'm looking, I was going to. Yeah. God, it's like we it's like we can't see each other right now. We're like talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this because I mean it's a it, this is an interesting we've got a couple different perspectives on this because I know I know you said that are some of the things that we've talked about um prior to kicking off the show uh was you know there's different scenarios on when it makes the most sense to use a web framework and when it doesn't make sense. Um but then there's also like, you know, what do we consider one, what do we not consider one? Um what makes a good web framework? Very opinionated uh, take Extremely. on that one. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about which ones we've used, and then I guess we also are talking about the the um, like the there's a, there's an interesting piece that we have at the end of this that I, I that I think will be interesting because it, it I like how you came up with this idea of thinking about context of where it's going to be used. Yeah, yeah, I think that can be a pretty interesting discussion. So that'll be towards the end. So do you want to kick off by just, um, I thought maybe it would be a good idea if we use the state of JavaScript survey that is out. I don't know how many people have seen it. We'll definitely include a link to it in the show notes. Um, But they have a section where uh, the people who respond to the survey talk about ranking the... um, the different front end frameworks. And I want to use that term framework loosely because I think as we go through this, we're going to sort of maybe have different opinions on what a framework is and what isn't a framework. Um, But they rank or have the people who respond to the survey rank the frameworks via satisfaction with it, interest in it, usage of it, and awareness of it. And I think that is really fascinating, especially when you start looking. And and by the way, the graphics in this thing are awesome. Like I love looking at how the, the graphics like morph. It's, it's pretty cool. Anyway, I just think it's really interesting to look at those survey results and kind of see what's happening in the ecosystem because what people have great satisfaction with and interest with differs significantly from what we're seeing on what they actually use. And I think what they actually use 
is sort of something we're going to talk about towards the end on why you might use something and why you might not use something. So people might be getting shoehorned into some using certain frameworks simply because of, you know, the organization they work for or requirements. If they're a consultant requirements from the, the um, person who's requesting that they do some development or, you know, where they're hosting it or whatever that might be. So it's just, um, it's just interesting. So um, let's start with the ones that are the top three in satisfaction. I think it fascinating. Number one is a newcomer on the block called solid and it's solid JS. And I did a little research on this and, um, we'll again, include the, um, the link in the show notes, but solid JS is a sort of a rewrite. It uses JSX. It's a rewrite of react it for lack of a longer sentence to say. And they have a really cool learn about SolidJS in 100 seconds uh, video on their, their website. And I highly recommend taking a look at that. But it feels like they sort of said, okay, React's been around for quite a while. There's been issues. There has been things that have been done to sort of fix the issues that are, are inherent to React. And then they sort of took all that feedback and sort of started from scratch. That's what it feels like. So they have SolidJS up there, newcomer, Svelte uh, as second at 90%, um, and then React is third at 84%, uh, with Vue.js, Alpine.js, and Lit behind that. So that's it. It's interesting. Those, those top six things, interesting set of frameworks. Um, yeah, it is. And it's, it's funny, too, that like some of the ones that, that people have probably heard of that have been around for a while are also in terms of the satisfaction index, there is at the bottom of the basement, like yeah. angular is down at 45%, um, second to last, um, last following up at 21% being Ember. But that goes, you know, we look back five years and angular satisfaction was right around like 68%. And then it just started to fall off pretty darn fast. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting though, like in the last five years, you know, that, that in terms of the, the global web community or the greater web community that responds to the, the um, state of JavaScript survey, which, I mean, this is a very, it, they do a very good job with this in terms of getting attraction and getting uh, for people to see this. Um, and I love the way that they do this presentation uh, of the, the graph showing like over time where yes. satisfaction has gone. And we'll talk about some of the other ones as well, but um, solid. I've, I'm not, I'm, I've heard of it, but I don't know a ton about it. Svelte, I know nothing about. Um, heard of that one as well. Um, React is, well, I mean, React is pretty yeah. darn popular. And I mean, I know our audience, I know, sure is got to be familiar with React um, being yeah. so much of a Microsoft 365 developer um, base as well. But some of the other ones there I, that I see on there, um, Alpine JS, that's one that I actually, that's what I use on my personal site on andrewconnell.com and on the Voitano site, uh, voitanos.io for any kind of interaction. So like um, specifically like my, my top nav and a couple other, like when I have like tabs on the page to show different categories of content, um, I, I use uh, Alpine JS for that. So I really, I really like Alpine when you don't want a full web framework. Mm-hmm. It's a really, um, it's a way to kind of, you just, you, it's a, it, just a, a small JavaScript file with a little bit of expressions inside of uh, the actual tags themselves and using the data dash attributes on HTML tags um, to be able to show and hide stuff and to add 
CSS styles and all that. So it's a very good, like lightweight. If I just like, I just want to show a, you know, a, a rollover nav, but I don't want to do it the old school way of just playing JavaScript. Right. I'd like to do it in a, you know, and I don't want to use jQuery. I like to use it a different way, but yep. And we'll, we'll talk about this in a, in a few minutes too, after we get through these tabs. But I mean, there's a couple of them that we're not sure that are not shown on here, nor are they, um, not, nor are they, are they considered really web frameworks? Like I know jQuery is one that people are going to look at and go, where's jQuery? Right. It's like a lot of people don't consider jQuery a web framework, but we'll talk about why in just a little bit. Yep, cool. So the next part of the tabs there is interest and things don't shift a ton when you get to interest. So that, you know, I take that to mean, um, you know, people are interested in it in the fact of like, hey, I maybe don't use this or I, I haven't used this, but I know a little bit about it and I am looking to learn more as is mm-hmm. how I take interest. And so it's interesting because Svelte and Solid right there at, at the top again, uh, Vue.js, then React, and then this Lit again, which I, I, you know, I can talk about a little bit more because I've been using it. And um, your, your Alpine is right below that. So, you know, similar rankings. So mm-hmm. interest and satisfaction, really similar. And, and you have to wonder if that doesn't come from, um, if people are reviewing this, you know, f- this survey year over year and saying, hey, uh, people are really satisfied with this thing. And then the next year they answer the same survey and say, well, I'm interested in that, even though it's been a year, maybe that's, it's just theory. I don't, I don't have any like hard data that that's what's happening, but it seems like maybe, you know, people see these things and go, huh, I'm interested. Cause I certainly would answer about solid that I'm interested in checking that out a little bit more. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I, that it's interesting too. Like you said, well, interesting for the interest level it, that solid and svelte are right at the top. Um, nothing. It, it almost looks like a political view to our political poll uh, mm-hmm. because none of the numbers are like really crazy dominating over each other's. I mean, 68%, 56% react oh, is just under true. 50%. Um, so I think that, you know, part of it too is I wonder how much of the interest level is around what's new and what's old. Um, yeah. Like I wouldn't dismiss, I wouldn't dismiss Angular like I did on the last tab um, mm-hmm. where Angular is sitting at just down at 16%. I wouldn't dismiss it too much because it's been around a really long time. So it's not like people don't care about it. It's just that it's just people are aware of it. So there's not a lot of interest like going, I don't, you know, a lot of people already know it, but, and maybe same with react, but then the two that we mentioned was felt and was solid. Those guys are much, are bubbling up much higher to the top. So. We should probably, I should probably point out that they have um, right below their graph. They have like a really cool, like how they calculated each thing. So interest mm-hmm. is want to learn divided by want to learn plus not interested. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, it's about, you know, people wanting to learn that thing is essentially right. it. Right. Um, so the next tab is usage. And this is where I, it made me laugh when I first looked at this. So I'll read the, again, I'll read the calculation. Usage is would use again plus would not use again divided by total. So, um, what's interesting to me is React, Angular, and Vue right at the top. Those are the frameworks that you hear the most about. Like when you go look for, you know, if you Google stuff, you can find more people documenting, giving examples you know, finding courses, et cetera, et cetera, on those top three than on any of the rest for sure, right? A lot harder to find information on the rest. So that 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 sort of makes a ton of sense. And what's interesting too is React and Angular have been the leaders since 
well, at least 2016, if not before. So interesting in that range. Yeah. Like, I guess to me, looking at this, there's zero surprise here. Yeah, um, me too. Maybe the one that gives me a little bit of a surprise is the fact that um, Svelte is at Number three is at number four, right behind it made uh, a you huge and huge jump, yeah, from 2019 to 2020. A huge jump. Um, yeah. so yes, yes, I'm also a little shocked by that one. Yeah, no, no surprise though that like solid is down at the very bottom, down towards the bottom because I mean, it's brand new, it's no brand one really new. knew about right. it. So, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. Which we might I, actually learn a little bit about that uh, one in the next tab, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, awareness is the last one, so total of. Uh, uh, responses minus never heard divided by total. So, you know, uh, yeah, everybody knows what React is, what view is, Angular. Those obviously, based on what we were just talking with usage, down towards the bottom, solid is number three from the bottom. Lit is number two from the bottom. And something called stimulus, which I have never actually heard of myself. All the other ones I've heard of, I've never heard of stimulus. I don't even know what it is. Um, down at the bottom. Again, no surprise there, but, um, it, you know, kind of makes sense and sort of leans itself to the conversation. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of tell where the logic of this makes uh, the logic of these, um, of their, the way they did their chart. I would have maybe would have given, had a little bit of uh, manual interaction there because when you see some of them that are like at a hundred percent, like in 2019 or 2018, or heck, even 2021, I'm not so sure I would have changed looking like things are falling down above or below. It's kind of like, if you're oh. at 100% and you were at 100% the time before. I wonder if I, there's a decimal place there that we're just not seeing that's making that happen. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Although you could say if it's growing. So like, I, I think what you're saying is like view in 2020 was 99% and now it's 100 and they put it above Angular, which is also 100 Angular didn't fall according yeah, to this chart. It didn't yeah, fall. yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe it didn't grow until I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it's an interesting point. It, it you're, it's valid. I, I give yeah. you that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. But it, I mean, it's a cool chart. This is this, for those of you who aren't familiar with the state of JS, um, state of JavaScript uh, survey. This thing is absolutely fantastic. If you're if you're looking for like a UI library or you're looking for a testing library. If you ever want to just go through and take a look at and say, like, what is everybody using? This right. is a great place to go through and find this stuff because it. Re I think it really helps at sometimes to figure out, like, what tool should I use for this? And you don't want to go buy. You don't want to go, you know, jump in at, on unless you really know what you're doing. You don't really want to jump into some obscure tool that you're going to have a hard time, like, finding where's the community talking about stuff. I mean, with this, you know, right off the bat, when it comes to, like, satisfaction and interest and usage, I'm going to look at those right off the bat and be like, well, this is going to, I'm going to self-select right into these guys to make sure that I know, like, you know, I'm getting something that I'm actually, that a lot of other people are using. Well, especially um, for a, somebody just starting out too. Like right. you and I have talked to several people, you know, I'm just starting out. What should I learn? What, you know, what's, what's, I think this sort of tells them, I mean, you can get my opinion, but I think this is a better way of going about like trying to figure out, you know, Hey, if you want to enter the software development you know, client-side software development um, world, how, where do you start? That That's kind of maybe a good place to do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That's cool. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, so we I was just going to say, yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, we got to get better at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, 
<laughs> so we had uh, we've had this. One of the questions we wanted to tackle on this is to kind of describe what is a web framework versus probably what is not a web framework. Um, you know, what is a web framework? Well, really, I think everything that was on that that was on that chart that we were just looking at. Um, the big ones that I think that, mo that most people are familiar with is Angular, is React, is Vue. And to me, like what defines a web framework, what, what actually makes the fact that this is a, that would make me say this is a web framework is that it's got things like state management built into it. Um, it's got the ability to do the renderings for me. It's got the ability to do, um, to have a nice, like it's very testable, very, a very nice test suite that kind of, or at least an ecosystem around it. Um, that's going to allow me to do, to allow me to go through and to test my apps. The thing with me that, that really makes it a, what a web framework compared to what is not like a web framework is that I'm going to express the way I want my UI to look and how I want it to react to different things. Not to, right. I'm not overloading the term react, but I don't want to, I don't want to write all the HTML. I don't want to do like the HTML manipulation. I want to give it a dropdown list and I want to bind some data to it. And I want to let it figure out how to go through and show that and expose events to me that I, I can then write against. What a web framework to me, I guess I, I sum up is it's anything that allows me to build like a client, uh, like a desktop based app, but allows me to build it in a web experience or for a web platform. That to me yeah. is the big thing where I can express what I want and subscribe to events. Um, and not go through and like man manually like manipulate stuff. Yeah, I think that I think that's pretty fair. I um I have been mentioning that I have been using Lit, which is a so it was on that framework list, but it's in my mind it's more of a an a, a helper library or a I, I'm not quite sure what term I want to use in in the sense that web components has some baseline code that you need to be able to like register the web component with the browser and, you know, deal with, um, you know, the shadow DOM that you're, you know, writing towards. And the, the way that lit works is it gives you some of those helper functions, decorators for your classes when you're creating them to say, Hey, this is a component and this is what it's titled. And this is a property. And, you know, some of those decorators that help you say this is a private one or a public one or whatever it is, but it's not really doing anything for you more than that. And also it, they don't ship a, a, um, a, a compiled version of the library. It's an ES6 module-based library and you essentially bundle it into your solution. Like it's not a separate thing that can be loaded onto the page that you then use. And so to me, I would say a web framework is something also, or I'd add to your definition saying that a web framework is something that kind of is a standalone library that you can reference, right? And that to me is where lit doesn't really fit into that category. And so we were kind of talking about this. You've mentioned it a couple of times, jQuery, very similar to that, except that you can, you know, you do import that in and it's a helper library that sort of sits in the page or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's an inverse to this question. <laughs> yes. What is not a web framework? Do yeah. You want to take a stab at that first or. Well, um, I mean, I guess if it's not handling, ugh, man, I'm really struggling with this because I feel like what I just explained about lit sort of makes it not a framework to me. And so 
I just guess it could be wishy-washy. I mean, do you have a different, do you have some sort of different view? To me, what uh, view, huh? It's crazy, like overloaded terms in this. To me, um, two of them really stand out to me as not being web frameworks. One of those is jQuery and one of those is Knockout. And the reason why I say that is that for me, for both Knockout being a little more on the debatable side, but for me, um, jQuery is a Swiss army knife. I don't, you can't, I mean, you could, you can build an app with jQuery, but jQuery is really meant for making it easier to do cross browser DOM manipulation. Um, a lot of the stuff that you don't have to worry about, like, you know, does it work in IE? Does it work in uh, Chrome? Which hopefully nobody's worrying about IE anymore. But, well, uh, yeah. But you, I mean, you just want to be able to say things in a certain way and it, it goes and figures out, like, you know, if you're in a certain browser, there's something that's browser, a, a browser like native based a, API, like WebKit or something like that. Um, jQuery is supposed to be able to handle that stuff for you. And so, I, I don't, I think of jQuery as basically being a Swiss army knife for doing DOM manipulation. I don't see it as, as a way you have to, exp, you have to write the HTML that you want, that you want to write. There are 100%. some plugins that will do it for you, like the data tables library or something like that, or the data tables plugin, sorry. Um, but to me, the majority of these things of, of jQuery is, is really just a DOM manipulation um, uh, library. Yeah, I would agree with that. And actually, I might argue that at this point, is jQuery even really all that necessary with the death of IE? That, that's sort of maybe a different conversation. But um, and not to your point, Knockout is sort of the same way. And I guess that's why I sort of put lit in that same. It's not doing anything for you. You got to write, you know, it's helping you register some stuff and do some stuff in like one line of code does five or six or seven things that you would have had to do manually. But it's really not managing anything for you. So, um, well, you know, so I think, yeah, I think it's, it's debatable. Yeah. So of all of these that you've seen, which ones of these have you used or that, I mean, we've kind of hinted a little bit at it, but which ones have you used and which ones, you know, have you, have you used in like, what do you like them? Do you not like them? Yeah. So for me, um, angular was my, you know, my first framework love, um, angular one way back when, uh, prior to that, I wrote pure JavaScript and I actually never, I mean, I did use Java query once or twice, but I was, I mean, excuse me, jQuery once or twice, but I was like, yeah, I don't really need this. Like I can do this stuff without an added library for this. So I didn't really do a lot with jQuery. I have used knockout. I actually like knockout. Um, I, it was nice and simple. I've used handlebars. That's kind of similar to knockout in that way. Uh, and React, obviously, because it's native to the SharePoint framework in the sense that um, you don't have to, but React's already in the page. So if you're going to take a dependency on a framework, feels like you should do, use the one that's already there without you know, overloading it and, and using more. Uh, and then um, I've done one little project in Vue, so I don't have a lot of experience with that. And then uh, last but not least is Lit. So I have a project going right now where I've used Lit. I'm using lit and I'm, once I got over the hump, I, I think I, I do really like it. Um, but there it's a, it's a little bit of a learning curve, not going to lie that, that has a, uh, sort of a update model that you need to think through, like how the web components work much differently. Like you just have to understand how web components work natively in the browser to understand how this library library is working. So yeah, those, are, those are mine. That's I, you know, you, you mentioned, um, 
handlebars. I didn't even think about that. I wouldn't like, again, I don't see that as a, as a web framework. I see that right. as like, that's a client side or, or server side, uh, templating library. That's all yep. that is, right? Yep. So just spit, spitting out text, pass in yep. a data model, have like some expressions, um, to go through and just spit out text. Yep. It falls in that same category. So I started my career doing a bunch of DHTML. So JavaScript, HTML, what we now call today is like more like, you know, modern client side dev, um, and making calls back to the server using Ajax. Um, I, my first will, I, I did a bunch of stuff with jQuery. I liked it at the time today. I do everything I can to avoid it. Um, because I don't really care for doing, um, I don't really care for doing stuff with like, like a Swiss army knife. I'd much rather be using a web framework because I find I really prefer being able to express what I want to have happen and then let the framework figure out what the HTML is going to be like and the data and the, uh, just be able to bind data to it and make it easy. Um, the first one that I really dug into was angular and I was same as you, I was, uh, angular one person, then angular two. And frankly, from there soon after angular two, I mean, I, angular, I did, I guess all the way up to angular four, and then soon after that, I was one of the people that when, like, so I was into the SharePoint framework, but when the SharePoint framework really started to get going, um, I start, I switched over to using React. I went, I dug my heels in, I went kicking and screaming, um, and I was really pushing the SharePoint team to, the, pushing Microsoft to do more to not really pick React, but instead, like, let developers pick their own. But I worked on kind of on behalf of Microsoft and on behalf of Google. And I worked with both those organizations trying to make it to where uh, Angular would work inside of uh, SharePoint, SharePoint framework. And I, I came to the conclusion that I mean, while you can do it, it's just not worth it because they're just two very opinionated things and like a relationship, you know, two very opinionated yep. people. You got a pretty good chance that's not going to work out. Yeah. Um, or you're going to have to work hard at it. <laughs> or you're going to have to work hard at it. That's like my house. Everything's very happy. Yeah. But we're both very opinionated. Yeah. Um, so that was a big one for me. I don't, I've, I've spent a little, I looked at view a little bit, um, but I kind of look at like, once I've kind of picked one or two like web frameworks or, I, you know, I'm, I'm, my preference today is React. I really like React, um, specifically like React hooks. I know we'll talk about that in another episode, but the thing that, that I've never really spent much time in like digging into like view or digging into Ember, it's because I kind of just felt like, you know, to me, it's like a car. I mean, like once I've, I've driven a car, I've driven like a, Driven a, I've driven a Nissan, I've driven a Tesla, I've driven a couple different kinds of cars here, but have I ever driven a Chevy? Maybe as a rental car. Have I ever driven a Hyundai? I, maybe, but I don't feel like I have to just because I need to experience what all of them are like. I don't need to, I don't need to try every single pasta that's out there. I need to try every single beer that's out there because it's just, it, I don't, I don't feel like you need to go through and to do that just to say that you've got a good experience with them. And sure, you may find one that's better, but I mean, I've, I've got one that I feel like I'm, I'm pretty happy with and I don't feel like I need to go through and, and come up with yet, uh, with yet another one. So, yep, no, I'm on the same page. And actually I think this, that transitions pretty interest nicely into our last topic, which is around thinking about which web framework you're going to use based on the context of where you are. And so when we were sort of talking about this at the beginning, I think of that as three different things. And, I, and the reason mostly that I think of it that way is because the SharePoint framework sort of has driven me to think about it in a different way. So there's the idea first, the traditional idea is you're building a website. You have complete mm -hmm. control of the page. The, app, you know, the whole experience is your experience and you're completely in charge of it. So then 
picking a framework is mostly going to be about your workflow. And if you have multiple people working on the project, you know, who can you get to work on it and how you can separate of concerns and all of that kind of decision-making process. And so then any of the ones that were listed in the state of JS, you know, that are interesting of you or work for your project or whatever, I think makes a certain amount of sense where it becomes different or where you have to think differently is two, two things. One, if you are building something more like it's a library. And by that, I mean like a library or a component where you are going to build something and multiple people who are going to have their own opinions on what framework they want to use or how they want to put your thing onto the page, you know, they want to use their own thing. And so do you, as that developer of that thing that you want to make available to a bunch of different people, do you want to work really hard to know every single possible framework that somebody could use and thereby rewrite your solution in all those different frameworks so that they work with all of those different solutions? And so that mentality to me has been kind of like... um hey, do we need to try to look at the lowest common denominator? What is closest to the browser so that all of these frameworks might be happy with them? Do you know what I mean? And can take, take advantage of that one thing. Yeah. And then the yeah. last scenario, let, let me just say the last scenario is where <laughs> the last scenario is where you have a page where you are actually trying to put your solution on the page directly dynamically. So somebody built that page and you're trying to just work with that page as your own developer. You're not trying to like give it to a bunch of people, but you're trying. So that's more the SharePoint framework, right? So those are the three scenarios that I kind of wanted to. So that last one, you got an example of that? Like when you're, you have a good example, like where you can like kind of explain like what, like the difference between. So you got, I mean, you you had mentally, yeah. So mentally on the last one, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, what if I'm going to be if the page is owned by somebody else and I'm going to be putting my code on that page, right in the page, then I'm going to want to say, well, what's already on the page? What, what, mm-hmm. what frameworks are being used? What can I take advantage of? Because you don't want to be a drag on the page. as you know. So this is why if I'm building SharePoint framework solutions, I'm just going to, in general, use React because React is already on the page. I'm going to mm-hmm. use the version of React that's there. I'm going to try to leverage all the libraries and, and um, extra stuff that's just already loaded on the page and try to take advantage of all that so that I can work as seamlessly as possible with the page. If I'm in Teams, let's say, if I'm building a Teams native app, now it's a slightly different scenario because I've got a surface, a Canvas surface that's owned by somebody else, but I'm building my solution to be hosted hosted somewhere else. So technically I can use any, it's, it's sort of like that self-hosted model. The only thing you want to keep in your mind is you want to make so you're basically sitting in a side of an iframe. You just want to make sure that you look seamless, right? So now mm-hmm. all you're really worrying about is how does my HTML and C- well, how does my CSS make my page look, and how can I look seamless in the page? But what framework you choose isn't really as important. You sort of see where I'm going? Yeah, I do see where you're going. I do see where you're going. I mean, it's like I it. It's, it's something you definitely have to pay attention. You have to think about because you want to think about like, my God, there's so many different, there's so this, these different scenarios that you, that you've come up with. We talked about this in the pre-show. Um, yeah. We were playing this out and 
we probably spent more time just on this topic, trying to trying to parse these these different scenarios and trying to understand them, or at least I did because I didn't understand what you were saying. Um, and maybe but, still, no, maybe I do. I'm not I, making I, any sense. No, no, you are. You are. I, I get it. Um, I I I guess I kind of I feel like it's more of. I, I still see it as like a, as in two buckets. I understand why you look at it in three different buckets. I look at it as in two buckets as to where like, I'm either going to be, I own the entire experience or I'm running in somebody else's context. I do understand though, uh, or in someone else's environment. Uh, and like in that case, if I, for me, like if I was going to go, through, if I self-host it, that's like, well, if I'm going to put it on the Voitonos website, which means I have a full control over everything that happens there. Right. If the other option is, I'm, I'm running my app as a component on a page on, but I'm, it's being hosted by another page. That great example is I'm doing that inside SharePoint or SharePoint right. online or yep. as a SharePoint yep. framework web part. <clears throat> the, the third option um, is when I'm, you could, this is where I was a little confused when we were talking about this at the beginning, where what if I'm going to run my, what if I'm going to run my thing inside of like inside of another app, but I don't really live inside of another app. So like, for example, Teams is a good example. I'm doing a custom tab inside Microsoft Teams Mm -hmm. where that's just an iframe. So do I technically live inside Teams? Well, kind of because I'm in an iframe, but I am really just, I'm not really in, I'm not really in Teams because I'm really owning the entire experience in that iframe. And so I could have my app built like it was that first example where you own everything. Absolutely, you can. I just yep. kind of think in the context that, oh, yeah, but I'm actually in a window inside of another app. So, I mean, it so it's a design mean? decision. It's only a design decision. Right. And that's where I was struggling because to me, it's like yep. that doesn't, that's to me, that's two different scenarios where if I'm running inside SharePoint, I get it. The way I'm going to get my component on the page is I've got to do it through the SharePoint framework. But otherwise, I own the entire experience. It may so happen that my experience is just a window into a bigger page, but I still I still own the experience. Yeah, yeah. So then it's only design decision. The third one really is the I'm building a component that's going to be more open source or commercial, right? Right. So like if I'm going to build a component where I might want to bootstrap it in the SharePoint framework, put it on a page, but I also, if somebody is building their own app and they're like, hey, I need one of those too, then they can use that too. And that's where I've sort of started thinking about web components because they are essentially the lowest common denominator closest to the browser before you get to just pure HTML and CSS and no framework at all, right? Yeah. Which is fine, but, um, you know, so it's just, it's, a, it's just a third way. So I think that's, that's where I was going in that there's sort of multiple paths depending on where you're going to be. Right. Not, yeah, because I'll use a different scenario for each one. That's the part that I, that's the part where I can, I guess I, that's the part where I struggle, right? Because I can see, and, and I say that, but I do as I say, don't do as I do, right? Because like mm-hmm. I living, when I'm, if I'm, if I'm building something that's going to live inside SharePoint, I always, am going to use React. Oh, like, I'm always going to use React. Um and that is strictly because I, I'm building, I'm usually building an app and I want, and that's an easier way to express it. Same thing with Teams. I'm almost always going to be using React because I find it easier than writing HTML and having anything interactive. Yep. I would say the same thing if I'm hosting it myself, so like on the Voitano site or on the andrewcon.com site, but I don't use React on those sites. I use right. Alpine.js, but I think right. from, so for me, that's more that I look, I made the decision of 
well, it was it was twofold. One is because the UI library that I that I use, uh, Tailwind, is it's the same guys behind Tailwind are also the guys behind Alpine, and so they have a lot of their stuff that's been written to say, hey, you want to make this drop down nav? We, here's the here's the code you use to go through to get this to work with Alpine. And so, I mean, part of it was because they gave it to me and it just made it easy. But the other side of me looks at it and go, I, I don't, I didn't need to put React on the page. And that's just an extra weight that I didn't feel like I needed when Alpine is like super small and really lightweight. And I was like, well, okay, that's going to give me what I need yeah. in this case. You're now, making my with, point for me. I love this. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, with that being said, like if I was going to build an app, uh, like a, an app that was going to run on, on the Voitano site, I would use React for that. I would absolutely use React for that. I would not use Alpine for that. I'm I, I not disagreeing. I'm just saying you have more flexibility in that decision-making and you sort of just proved totally. it, right? And yeah, that's what totally. I'm saying. If you're in SharePoint framework, you really are pigeonholed into making a decision based on where you are. Whereas I feel like I have a lot more flexibility if I own it myself. Whereas if I'm building a component where I want it to be open source and or utilized by a bunch of different people, I'm again, slightly pigeonholed in that I want to be as close to native as I possibly can. That's essentially what I'm saying. So, I mean, that's, the cool thing is we got lots of different options for everybody. I think I mean, yeah, it, 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 there's lots of things to choose from. There's always somebody trying to make a better mousetrap and make things easier. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to check out some of these other ones. So, yep. Well, and maybe we'll get some good feedback. Yeah. What do you guys think? What do you, I mean, what do you use? Like, so for the listeners that are, that are paying attention to it, or I hope, you're, I hope you're paying attention to it. If you're not paying attention to it, you should wake up and start paying attention now because now we're going to give away a million dollars. Um <laughs> Not really. Um, we'll give you an IOU. We just don't know how we're going to come up with it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Um, I wonder if there's some like SEC violation. We just don't I doubt it. Potentially. We could cut that out. <laughs> we'll cut that out. So um, what do you use? Like what, what is your, what's your favorite, your favorite web framework that you use? What is your most despised one that you don't use? Like for me today, there you go. My most despised one is Angular. I can't stand it because it feels so heavy compared to React. And that's coming from someone who was originally an Angular person. I just, I feel, I feel like there's so much ceremony around building something in Angular um, that there is just way too opinionated. It's like the, the opinionatedness of Angular is the opinionatedness of SharePoint framework that I can't stand. Interesting. How about you? Do you have one you hate? Uh, nope. I don't. You love I love all my little children. Oh my God. <laughs> So you're like the Woodstock 69 where I was like Woodstock 99. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I don't, I don't, I think everybody has a place in the world. I mean, would I use them all? No, but I don't, I don't have any particular hate for anything. <gasps> I love the way you said that everybody has a place in the world. There's a great poster that I have. It's like sometimes people's only purpose in life is to serve as an example to others. <laughs> well, you know, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's Jake Corey. I don't right. like React hooks. At all. <laughs> and it's going to be a fun discussion. That would be a fun discussion. That would be a fun discussion because I mean, it's great. I, I, I understand that my failure in that, at that is that um, I've not convinced you that you're wrong. So I can oh, understand that. That's, well, that good luck. Bo tried for like two hours and he I, failed and I left my I, kid at school for an hour. Yeah. All that <laughs> happened. Yeah. We literally okay. had an argument for two hours and then I looked down and went, Oh my God, the school is calling me because I forgot to pick up my child. 
Well, I mean, you could have just said, Bo, you're right. I know. And in the end, he's like, oh, I see. Yeah. What you're doing, you don't need React hooks. I'm like, exactly. Okay. Thank so, you very much. For those of you who are watching about this, if you've got any questions about React hooks, we are going to be doing an episode on that where you can tell we've got two different sides of the coin on this one. We really do. Uh, that, we'll, that we'll dive into. So, React hooks is something we'll definitely cover. Awesome. That was a lot of fun, Julie. Thank you. It was great, as always. What did you think about this episode? Let us know by dropping a comment below or submit a topic for us to discuss on a future Cloud Dev Clarity episode. And if you like this video, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe by smashing that subscribe button in the video so that you'll see when we publish more Cloud Dev Clarity episodes for developers on Microsoft 365 and Microsoft Azure topics. Thanks, and we'll see you in the next episode.